Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across the Faith FM network. This is The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning and you're with the double L team, Lyle and... Lawson. Lawson, what are you thankful for this morning? Oh, look. Oh yeah, okay, okay. What am I thankful for? All right. After, after radio finished yesterday, I got a call. Yes. Um, from uh, uh, an artist that we play on the radio a lot, Carly, Carly Fletcher, Carly Kachansky. Yes. She's like, oh, hey, Lawson, what are you up to right now? I'm like, oh, I'm just at the conference office, just finished radio. She's like, oh, can you come down to the studio and just do a bunch of backing lyrics for my song? Yes. For my songs? And I was cool. like, yeah, okay. So that's legit. Like, luckily the studio is only in Glendale, so it's like five minutes away. Just jumped in the car, went to the studio, recorded a bunch of stuff. And yes, I had a great day yesterday. It was awesome. There you go. <laughs> um, wow, amazing. So I'm I'm stoked. What, what about you, Lyle? What do you go for for music? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh man, we're all great. The world for the music. world would be a, a, a sadder <laughs> place without music. My wife, my, my wife, producer Shella's together with her mouth open, like he never listens to music. But you know, music is awesome. <laughs> it is really amazing. As and we're going to be talking more about music as this show oh, progresses. Yes. I understand you're we going to be talking are. to somebody about music today. Yeah, shout out to the person we're going to be interviewing soon. I'm going to give you a little hint to who it is. I'm just going to tell you who it is to get you hyped. We're going to be interviewing uh, an amazing artist from South Australia named Janine Orwa. So get hyped. That's going to be coming up oh, in around... around 7.37. 7.37. So around 30 minutes time, we're going to be interviewing her. But yeah, stay tuned because we have an awesome show This is a reminder, you're listening to the Delayed Broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show live and participate in the quiz and the prizes and all the other fun things that happen on Faith FM Breakfast Show, then simply download the Faith FM app available on Apple or Android platforms. Okay, so also coming up in today's news, we're going to be talking about becoming a vegan. I want to hear your 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 uh, experience okay. about becoming a vegan. We've got a I have a I have a good friend who is giving it a crack right now. Oh, nice! Um, and we're also going to talk about a brand new religion in the mm. UK. We're going to talk about lots of UK stories today. We're going to talk about Harry and Meghan. Okay, um, Prince and Duchess. So, yeah, so, so going to be some interesting uh, stories coming up in. Uh, our news section this morning. What have you got uh, heading our direction there, Lawson? We're going to be talking about altruism. Okay. Helping that's others. That's a big word. Yep. So, so yeah, we're going to, that's coming up right after this. This is Hillary Scott and the Scott family with The River. Are you tired of shame and secrets? Wishing you couldn't let them go Do you feel like an orphan searching for a home? Well, there's a love that fills what's empty There's a place you can be changed There's a God who knows you He's calling out your name Come on down to the river Don't be washed in the blood And your sin will
flows like the Mississippi From the giver of endless grace And everyone is welcome here To dive into the waves So leave the questions far behind you Leave your past back on the shore Scott and the Scott family with The River. You listen to Faith FM. We're about to have the first clue for the quiz of today, Lawson. Okay. Are you ready? Uh, always. What number am I? I like these quizzes. I like numbers. Um, <clears throat> Somewhere between one and infinity. Wow. That or even really zero. narrows it down. <laughs> Somewhere yeah. between one and two. Okay. What number am I? After the Philistines captured the Ark of the Covenant, it remained in Philistine territory. For this many months. Ooh. He's thinking about... Oh, he's incorrect. Ah. Ah, so that means double prizes up for grabs this morning. 1-800-324-843. If you can answer this what number am I quiz before Lyle can, you'll win double prizes. Okay. Get hyped. This, is, right. this is awesome. You were using a big word earlier. Oh, yeah. U- altruism. Altruism. Do you know what that means, Lyle? It's like a uh, big word for like helping someone. Yeah, yeah, basically, it's it's committing a selfless act. Um, and I wanted to talk about uh, a... Uh, a stu- Why don't they just say helping rather than altruism? Isn't, isn't helping just easier? Because altruism is a philosophical term. 
And so if you live your life in an altruistic way... You're a helper. You're a helper. So you just tell people, I'm a helper. Yeah, but or oh, you could sound smart and say altruism. Like, oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm an altruistic. <laughs> come on. Anyways, okay. um, <laughs> doing something nice for others can immediately re- relieve sensations of physical and mental pain. Well, that's that's cool. That's a, a study um, that has like a conclusion that uh, a, a number of Chinese universities have have uh-huh. studied together in conjunction with one another. They were like, we wanted to test this thing. And so, so basically, what the Chinese have done is they put a huge amount of effort and money and research into discovering something that the Bible said three and a half thousand yeah, years ago. Yeah, and this is and like, they could have just read the Bible and gone, oh, there's the answer. I found this super interesting because I think it's something we're going to be talking about today in our encounter section about how, you know, doing something like our moral decisions have an effect <laughs> on our physical health um, and something that, that we've been talking about as we've been studying through the book of Daniel. But yeah, I was just like, I read this this morning. I was, it's kind of one of those like, well, duh. It no, is very much like- a duh. I'm glad they did the research, though, because now they have confirmed the duh is actually a thing. They have quantifiable evidence Okay, the quantif- quantifiable evidence of the reality that we all knew. Mm, which is just so good. And I like this. The studies that they actually carried out are super interesting. So the first one that they did... It's actually super cool. I shouldn't yeah. butt in. I shouldn't keep butting in. But it is super cool <laughs> when somebody does research that, once again, just as it has happened or always will happen, proves the Bible to be correct. Yeah, it proves the Bible to be correct. It proves like the moral nature of the world that we live in, which is yes, which is indeed so interesting because like for a lot of people out there, like you know, intellectual atheists, they would argue that there isn't a morality. In 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 evolutionary in an evolutionary model, uh morality is actually counterproductive. Exactly. Yeah, it, which is it, part of this article is like there. In fact, there is no such thing as morality mm, in an it, evolutionary model. Interestingly enough, part of this article kind of like tries to justify it from both sides. Like, oh yeah, from an evolutionary perspective, we could evolve. To, huh. We could have have you Chinese, know they're trying to be neutral atheists. in this article, and they're like, oh, we could have evolved to like you know be more generous but that makes absolutely no sense like no because in an evolutionary model the only the most moral thing to do is an act that ensures that your genetic material gives your genetic material the best advantage to being passed on mm-hmm. but check, check any act that hinders that in any way which of course you know helping out other people being mm. altruistic is actually immoral mm-hmm. for an evolutionist exactly but check this out. Like this, what was really interesting was the actual studies that they did. So what they did um, was they had actually quite dramatic results when people got blood drawn. You know, in a regular, you know, when you get like a blood test or something like that. You know, in a regular lab, they had their blood drawn versus when they got their blood drawn um, in donation to like earthquake victims. There was a dramatic difference in how much pain those people experienced. Oh, wow. People who got their blood drawn in a lab, which was using a smaller needle and taking way less blood, experienced much less pain and the effects of that of taking sorry, much more pain and and like higher effects of that blood being taken than people who were taking blood for earthquake victims where they're taking like a couple pints of blood, you know, there's like a massive needle, you're getting this blood taken for a much longer time. But because of the nature of why they were giving blood, you know, to help others, they were feeling less pain because of it. You know, I don't like needles, right? Oh. 
and I don't like I don't like blood. I don't like my I don't like my inside stuff on the outside. <laughs> okay. And it is breakfast time, and I did just have breakfast. <laughs> this is Lyle sitting here squeamishly, like he's talking about needles and sticking in the arm and pulling blood out. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. Of course, like I, I feel like for me, you know, that was one of the most quantifiable, uh, quantifiable versions of tests they did. Another, another couple of was kind of just like positive thinking, and you know, sticking your hands in like a tub of cold water while thinking positive things, were, versus thinking negative things and the effect that the cold water had on your hands, and like you know, was it a hot day? Well. Uh, it doesn't comment on that, but yeah, it, it commented on like the degrees of pain that they were. No, nah, this is super cool. This is really cool research. I love it. Really, really awesome. So ultimately, the conclusion here is like we should do good stuff for each other for the benefit of ourselves. Absolutely. Like, as in, you do good things. Like the the definition of the term altruism, which is like to selflessly go selflessly go out of your way for someone else, else not regarding you know your own physical well-being um like ultimately benefits your own physical well-being yeah which is something that we know like we've know already it's like a kind of da moment but to now have quantifiable data done by scientists at a university guys with phds is just like oh da times 30 you know it is uh-huh. actually something uh-huh. here it's not just like campfire advice so yeah go and do something good today go and there you go. be good to someone do um, that that is our commission from Faith FM to you. Spread, be a witness, spread your faith and spread good um, and, and positive, you know, I don't want to say vibes, but like love. Be a loving person and go and do things for one another. Okay, last thing I wanted to talk about here, maybe the last thing I wanted to talk about here. This is really cool. This is a story that we've been following for a number of, um, for a number of months, for easily over a year now, is the whole ocean cleanup, you know, Pacific garbage patch rescue thing and how um old mate Boyan Slat he created this um you know yeah, yeah, this ocean like cleanup system teenage kid this teenage guy and it's like you know it's this floating thingy that floats around in the ocean and it has a skirt underneath that like catches all of the catches all of the uh the rubbish while like sparing the wildlife and so he's been doing awesome stuff with that you know their their GoFundMe campaign and the, all of their you know crowdfunding has just been exploding and it's just been going really well so therefore he said let's branch out rather than just tackle the you know the great pacific garbage patch let's bran- like branch out and do polluted rivers instead as well yeah solve the solve the source go to the source of the problem yes so that's basically what they're... because the, the the big the big pacific ocean garbage patch that he's cleaning up is only the plastic mm. that is still floating mm. there's so much of it that comes out of the river mouth and just gets dumped in the ocean and doesn't float mm. whereas if you can catch it at the river mouth you're going to catch twice as much yeah so this is basically the initiative. They have their first prototype, which is so sick. It's a boat, and it's called the Interceptor. It's just the best <laughs> yes. name ever, like the Interceptor. It's like Mad Max vibe. But anyways, this boat, it's like got uh, a huge conveyor belt at the front, and it basically just like float, like just drives up and down the river, catching things in in its mouth with the conveyor belt, and it like sucks it into the boat with the conveyor belt, and uh, then you know goes to the shore, drops it off, and continues going. There you go. So, yeah, awesome, awesome stuff we're seeing. And And you just put one of these skirts, like, across the river mouth. I 
feel like they didn't do that for some reason. Yeah, me too. Mm, it's like I think some... they I think they probably thought of that. And yeah, it was not a good idea. And they were like, oh, like there's a higher rate of like catching animals or something because there's the, something behind the, it. We 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 don't know. We don't know. Because that's kind of the obvious, isn't it? Just put a thing across the river mouth and nothing comes out. But at the same time, Lyle, like if they did that, how would they have an epic boat called the Interceptor? I guess I could have both at the same time, but because they didn't yeah. do that, now we have an epic boat called the Interceptor. That you could have an epic around. screen across the river mouth that could be called something just as like just as cool, totally nuts, just something awesome. Just, just go to yeah, just go to Mad Max movies and borrow names. Death to Plastic Three Thousand. That's what it should. There be you called. go. You've Bam. named it right there. there Absolutely, you <laughs> we have solved the problem here on Faith FM. <laughs> this is Casting Crowns with "Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus." so sweet to trust in Jesus just to take him at his word just to rest upon his promise just to know thus saith the Lord Jesus Jesus how trust him how I proved you more and more Jesus Jesus precious Jesus oh for grace to trust him so glad I learned to trust him precious Jesus Savior friend and I know that he is with me will be with me to the end Jesus Jesus how trust him how I proved him more and more Jesus Jesus precious Jesus oh for grace to trust him
Welcome back, guys. That was uh, Casting Crowns with Tis So Street Sweet to Trust in Jesus. Okay. Awesome. Go for it. What number am I? The number of days the law said a woman was unclean after giving birth to a boy. He's thinking about it. Does he know what it is? I don't think he does. I think he's... Uh, okay, so re- read that again. Okay. The number of days the law said a woman was unclean after giving birth to a boy. Ah, <laughs> oh, no, you're incorrect. So, <laughs> 1-800-324-843. If you want double prizes, you can call right now and you will get double prizes. Okay, okay, Lyle. All right, All right so uh, let, let's talk about new religion in the UK. Okay, yes. So the UK, ha- the UK officially has a new religion, officially mm-hmm. declared by the courts. Y- yes. Mm-hmm. What is that religion? Veganism. <laughs> okay, I didn't realize those things were connected when you talked about it. Like, <laughs> they are connected. So veganism is a religion. Okay, do they have a place of worship? Uh, well, this is an interesting thing. Okay, so the United K has a 10-year-old Equality Act, mm-hmm. which is somewhat related to the religious freedom uh, legislation that we're, we're pushing for here in Australia right okay. now. Um, and this particular court, the court has just ruled that ethical veganism has the same status as a religion for protection under the Act. Okay. So the Act was originally designed to protect, uh, you know, minority religions like Islam and Christianity. It also protects um, the LGBT plus community. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this particular person, Jordi Kazamidjana, who's a zoologist. Mm-hmm. And who was a member of the League Against Cruel Sports. Yes. So the League Against Cruel Sports is a league that fights against any kind of hunting. Mm. Probably like animal racing as well, right? Yeah, you would think so. Mm. Um, And he noticed that within the league against cruel sports that the super fund, that uh, superannuation fund that they were investing in, uh, had also invested in some companies that used animal testing to create uh, medications. Mm. And so he kicked up a stink about that. And you kind of wonder what level he kicked up a stink because he got sacked. (laughs) So it'd be pretty hard to get sacked from the League Against Cruel Sports, uh, which is an animal protection league, and he must have done something pretty radical. Well, he got sacked from like an animal protection league for the purposes of animal protection. Yeah. That's kind of that's gnarly. It is. That's, that's it pretty is. rough. So anyway, uh, ethical veganism, uh, which was invented by uh, Professor Peter Singer, in an essay that he wrote back in 1989 from Princeton University, where all he wrote that all animals are equal, mm. which is not a biblical position at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but basically, you eat no meat, you wear no leather, um, you do not involve yourself in any kind of animal testing, you use no drugs, mm. no life-saving medications that were produced as a result of animal testing. 
and uh, this particular individual here, Geordie, uh, he does not even use any form of wheeled transport. Why? Because you might run over bugs. Oh, what if he steps on one? Well, you know, I guess he kind of figures it's easier to avoid bugs when you're walking than when you are using wheeled transport. Man, what a what a guy! This so this he's gone. Is, he's gone all the way. Radical. He's bro. gone all the way. It's like <laughs> ants are equal to humans. Yeah. Wow. Um, so he's right out there. Yeah. And so you can imagine somebody who's that far down the track, and is part of this league, and this league has superannuation fund and the superannuation fund, you know, they invest in, you know, a, a drug company somewhere that is using animal testing. He kicks up a stink about it. You can imagine someone who's that far down the track. They can kick up a fair old stink. Mm, sure. And to the point where they're just like, mate, it's just not working out. Um, See you later. Yeah. Mm. And that's kind of what's happened. So he's taken it to the court and the court has found that, um, that uh, ethical veganism meets the three criteria required for protection. In other words, it is uh, a philosophy that is worthy of respect in a democratic society, compatible with human dignity and not in conflict with the rights of others. Mm. I think there would be some farmers out there who might dispute that. Um, He's super happy about it. He states these empowered vegans to have a voice uh, who may have been afraid to speak up in the past. I've not met yet many vegans who are afraid to speak up, but they're certainly not going to be less afraid now because mm-hmm. even when you uh, even when you do something in the interests of animal rights to get sacked from an animal rights protection organization, <laughs> I mean, really, I would love to know what this guy actually did. Yeah, uh, you're protected. He, that his voice is protected, and so this raises an interesting question because here on Faith FM. Well, here on the breakfast show, we promote a plant-based diet mm-hmm. um, as the you know the best diet that is out there. But the key difference is that what we are promoting in a plant-based diet is not ethical veganism. Mm. Ethical veganism states that all animals have equal rights. The Bible does not teach that. The Bible says that there are levels of creation. You have insects and then animals and then humans and then angels and then God, more or less in that in that order. Uh, that's what the Bible outlines. The Bible also outlines that we are the managers of the earth. Mm. So you don't just sit back, do nothing, and let evolution do its thing. No, the Bible says evolution is not a thing. Therefore, you have been entrusted with stewardship or management of the planet. Mm. Don't just let natural selection do its thing. Be there as a human being and as a a higher level of species to control things so that you get good outcomes. Mm. So the Bible very very clearly uh, stands for an interventionist policy in nature. The Bible also says that we will be held accountable for the lives that we take. Mm. If you take the life of an animal, God will hold you accountable for that. Mm. And for that reason, I don't believe that you should take the life of an animal just for entertainment. Mm. Because God's going to come along and say, okay, why did you take the life of this particular animal here? And it's like, well, it was fun. Yeah, that doesn't sound so great. No. But that does not also does not mean that we do not take the lives of animals for pest control, for uh, food, for you know all of these different uh, purposes. The Bible doesn't command anyone to live on a plant-based diet. The Bible definitely recommends it. Mm. This is the original diet that was given to human beings. 
But there's no command in Scripture to accept that particular diet. And so uh, the Bible does not promote what is now called ethical veganism. The Mm. Bible promotes a plant-based diet and a management model of the planet. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, with uh, our individual here, Jordi Kazamidjana, um, you know, my question is, well, if you really want to uh, make all animal, all creatures equal, then why are you not living, you know, naked in a cave somewhere? Yeah, wow. Uh, because that's really the only way that you're going to create true equality amongst mm. living creatures on Earth. And so, you know, put your lifestyle where your philosophy is. But maybe it's like, oh, well, if a chicken can build a house, then it should. Maybe he's an ethical vegan capitalist. Maybe he's a capitalist vegan. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's like... But it's an interesting move when a uh, philosophy like that gains the same status as a religion. I mean, the implications of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop and think about... Dwell on that for a moment and see where that that line of thought is going to take you. Anyway, real quick before we finish off, um, Prince Harry and um, the Duchess Megan have decided to get jobs. Oh, there you go. What are they going to do? become financially independent and step back from being full-time royals. Uh-huh. And it has created an absolute storm. I just want to say that I totally support that because, um, you know, everyone has the right to, you know, to be the kind of person they want to be and mm-hmm. the right to surf- self-determination and pursuit of happiness. And just because you are born to be a royal, if you don't want to be a royal, don't be a royal. Mm. If you want to be a royal, be a royal. And especially when they're not in line to be like king and queen. Yeah, either. no, no why? Just go Huge hang out. storm. It, Madame Tussauds Tussaud, in uh, in England has uh, taken their wax figures <laughs> out of the royal family in protest. <laughs> like they've been cut out. Dude. Anyway, this is Janine Orwa with Mirror Mirror. We'll be back with an interview with Janine in just a moment. Mirror, stop telling me lies. You're making me despise The wonderful creation God made me to be Lord help me recognize I'm precious in your sight Jesus help me see Your love for me to your lies my value lies in jesus christ his life he freely sacrificed to offer me abundant life he purchased me he paid my price i'm precious in his sight precious in his sight mirror you won't the reason why I won't believe your lies so clearly now I see is love for me so mirror mirror 
Uh, you were listening to Janine Orwa with Mirror Mirror. We'll be back in just a moment with a uh, interview with Janine. Mm. But before we do, Lawson, you got a clue for the quiz right there. Yeah, what number am I? Lyle still doesn't know what it is, so he's he's just he's just hanging out. Um, that means double prizes still up for grabs. One eight hundred three two four eight four three. All right, Lyle, what number am I? Pharaoh had a dream where he saw this many fat cows coming up out of the Nile. Nah, he doesn't know what it is. Okay, yeah, he knows what it is. All right, no, no double prizes up for grabs um, anymore. It's just single prizes. 1-800-324-843. We have now come to the time in our show where we interview a guest, and we have Janine Orwa with us on the phone. Janine, are you there? I am. Hello. Hey, what's up? Hey. How are you, Janine? I'm really good, thank you. How are you? Oh, mate, we're just we're just killing it. We're just loving life, <laughs> uh, interviewing people on the radio, you know, doing our oh. thing. We're super stoked to have you on the show because, of course, as a radio station, <laughs> like as a Christian radio station, we not only do a number of Bible studies and 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 whatnot, but also we play a lot of music. So when we have the privilege <laughs> to get a, uh, a an F, an artist on the on the show that we can speak to, we are <laughs> stoked. So we're yeah, super pleased to have you. Thank you so much for having. Having me really is um, a privilege to be able to to chat to you guys. Thank you. Yeah, awesome. So we want to get to know you a little bit first. Obviously, you're an artist. We just played one of your songs, but we want to you know start <laughs> off by by getting to to know about you. Where are you from? Yeah. Uh, you know, how old are you? These these kinds yeah. of things. Sure. Uh, well, I am currently living in Adelaide, South Australia. Nice. Um, I was born in Kenya, Nairobi, ah. and. Um, if you want the remixed version, I've moved around a lot. Um, mm. We lived here in Australia for a period of time. When I, I moved here when I was two, and then we spent some time in Central America. 
Mm. And then England and then came back here. That is the very abridged version. So while you were in Central America, did you learn Spanish? Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're, a, you're a Spanish speaker? ¿Cómo estás? Um, uh, muy bien, gracias. <laughs> we, we lived there. I went to school in Spanish, but it's been a while, so I'm very ah, okay. rusty. Okay. <laughs> well, what, was the, <laughs> what was the motivation for all the moving, like from, from Kenya uh, to all over the world <laughs> in Australia? Like what, what's been the go with that? <laughs> um, well, I basically followed my parents because um, I was a kid. Mm-hmm. My parents did some missionary work in oh, cool. Costa Rica. And then um, in England, it was just moving for our education. And then the grass is always greener in Australia, so we moved back here. Mm. Not a whole lot of green grass here at the moment. but um... No, sadly not. But um, we have prayer for rain and God will restore. Yeah, amen. Hey, Definitely. so that's really interesting. Okay, following your parents around, like – like obviously you now as an artist, um, was that kind of the situation, you know, a fair few artists we talked to is like, Oh yeah, I grew up yeah. in a really musical kind of family where I was really encouraged mm-hmm. to pursue that. Was that your experience? Yeah. Well, we always, I think for me, music was always a part of life, but not really, you know, no one really played guitar or played piano or anything in my immediate family, but we always had family worship. Mm. Um, and we'd always just, crank out the, the hymnal or crank out um it was this youth book of old songs and we'd yeah. always sing a few songs before um doing family worship and so singing was always a theme mm. and um when I got a bit older and was interested in music my mum bought me my first guitar fifty dollars from Aldi oh yes <laughs> bit of a plug there and it was great um that just that was all I needed I was off so that was your your step, really. Up until that point, yeah. it was just kind of like, oh, music's this yeah. cool, interesting thing. But then you had that guitar in your hands, and you were like, yeah, oh, this is cool. this is something really cool that I want to pursue. You talk about uh, <laughs> yeah. your family there, with you know, um, having family worship and whatnot. You got brothers and sisters? I do. So I'm one of three. I'm the eldest. Um, you asked how old I am. I'm about to turn 27. Oh, nice. um, and then my sister is 23, turning 24. And my brother is about to turn 19. Oh, That's man. That's three. Good age range. Pardon? Good age range. You get all over, all over <laughs> my sure. parents face things well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so, yeah, for you, like, around what age did you get the guitar? And it was like that start. Um, I was 16. Okay. So um, I was in high school and my mum was pretty adamant that I – finish studies before getting distracted by my guitar and um, I just really wanted it hey so I was just like really persistent and she surprised me with it I got home and she had it and I was like yes and it didn't it didn't really distract me if anything it was a nice release mm. um, so I'm really happy that she she gave in to my relentless begging <laughs> that is so good go yeah. the $50 LD guitar oh that's, um, that's I know <laughs> that's where it starts man like we talk to all these artists and it's like oh yeah like you know I found a guitar at an op shop or like yeah, you, you know and what was your first guitar Lawson my first guitar was it the one out here in the in the in the in the lobby that sort of oh, left, yeah. left here? <laughs> no, not quite. My first guitar was like actually is pretty much the same thing. It was just this yeah. old beaten up, like I had pencil drawing all over it from my little <laughs> sisters. Um, we, we were talking a little bit earlier. I, I like do a bit of music stuff as well. I was in the studio yesterday uh-huh. actually, and um, oh, 
and um and yeah but it's like that classic thing of i think especially unless you come from a very heavily musical family where it's like all right piano lessons straight away i kind of know the thing of like oh you get some you found some old beat up guitar and and you just (laughs) like just get into it you know um because you feel inspired but that 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 kind of leads me like i i know just for myself and hopefully some of the the interests listeners are interested in this like coming into that space of like oh now i have a guitar was it just did you just go like all right i'm just gonna learn everything that i possibly can for the purpose of i want to be an artist or was it just like oh i just love making you know i just love playing music and making music um i think it was honestly to start with just a thing that i loved doing so Mm. i remember just playing guitar for hours because i loved it Mm. um youtube taught me a lot yes and it's amazing hey oh it's the best (laughs) (laughs) that's so good and um i've always like journaled so Mm. written um like had a diary and it just kind of one thing flowed into another and I started to write little poems and then started to hum around and make um, little songs. Mm. And I shared them with a few close friends, but it wasn't really like I said I wanted to do music. Um, it was those friends um, and my now fiancé that pushed and kept saying, no, you need to share this, Janine. Like this is stuff that people want to hear. And so started singing at a few churches mm. around in Melbourne because we lived in Victoria and – it was really, it was something I fought, hey. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really didn't want to do it because I didn't think it was good enough. Like I was like, you know, yeah. it's just my awkward little scribbles. And um, God has gone above and beyond and just taken this. And I really, I give it all to him because without without him, without my relationship with him, I can't write. And mm. so it is all, it is all for him and from him. Mm, that's the experience we have yeah. with like a number of artists. We had Anna Beaton come on here and one of her like oh, new, so awesome. she's great. And one of <laughs> one of her like songs on a new album, Wool Over Your Eyes, like that's like a six yeah. minute piano ballad. She's like, yeah, I wrote it in 10 minutes. It was just a thing of oh, inspiration. And it's like, wow. yeah, that, that experience that a lot of people have of like, oh yeah, like, um, oh, I just, did, I, did, I just get did, inspired Did you have this God. experience, Lawson, when you yeah. wrote your song? Which which Sorry? songs? No, all of my all of my songs I put lots of effort into because they're not as inspired. That's why I think I, I don't think I'm I think I'm 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 called, the haystack song. Oh, the haystack song. I'm I'm like I'm, I think I'm called oh, to talk song. to artists on radio rather than <laughs> rather than be one. Um, but I love the sound of the haystack song. Uh, yeah, it's like just a, it's it's, a, it's epic, Janine. It's just epic. Oh man, it's a meme that I came up with because I thought it was because uh, the haystacks are the bomb. But, um, okay, so that is that is so cool. Uh, something else I want to ask from a musical perspective then is mm-hmm. now that you've gotten into making music and, and also, yeah. you know, reco- like you're recording now, you've put out an album a couple of years ago, yeah. you have more questions about that coming up. Um, mm-hmm. But now it's like... What is your? Because I know that you know you're you're the original writer on all of these songs. Like, mm-hmm. are you also doing a lot of the composition as as well of all the instruments, or is it is it more of a collective effort? It's definitely a team effort. I could not ever take credit for the whole thing. No way. Mm. Um, God above all else, and I've had a lot of help from Glendon Harris. He's my fiance, mm. um, who plays guitar beautifully. Like he's just a master of instruments. And I think that he's definitely um, played a big role in allowing this music to go forth and to be shared um, mm. in many ways. Um, Dale Willis, 
um, he produced um, the first album that we put out, Little um, Tapestry, sorry. Mm. And um, he played a lot of the instruments in the background and he played bass and he also helped to co-write um, one of the songs um, mm. from the album as well, Candle. Yeah. So Incredibly talented guy, Dale. Incredibly oh, talented guy. Oh, he's amazing, guy. isn't he? Yeah. yeah. He's so, so good at what he does and a blessing. such a good friend as well. Like he just... It made us feel so comfortable. That was my first time ever in a studio. I didn't even know yeah. how to hold a microphone or like where to stand, how to be. And he just helped. Yeah, it was it was really, really good. That's awesome. And so now, like, I want to ask, just to get a bit of a timeline, like, when did you step into the, to the okay, I'm, like, going to record an album and I'm going to release music? Like, what, what year was that? Um, the actual release date um not the date but like the year was 2017 mm-hmm. um but the music had been recorded progressively so like i said it was it took a village yeah. <laughs> so some of the music was recorded up um near warunga um at salter studios mm. and then one of the songs was recorded um down in melbourne with with a friend of mine as again um Murek Steckler. Mm. and um one of the songs was actually recorded in my living room with Glendon. So <laughs> we just kind of progressively recorded those songs. And um, the actual album came together late in 2017, again from the port. So everyone was like, when are you sent- Like, when are you releasing it? When's your album coming out? And I was like, it's coming, it's coming. Mm. But it wasn't like we weren't really doing anything. I was just kind of stalling and... Um, <laughs> I just <laughs> I reached a point where I said, God, okay, you've given this to me and it's time to stop getting in the way of what you're trying to do. So I just said, okay, um, do it. <laughs> Close your eyes and push send. And so we um, started that process of making those CDs, of printing and pressing them and digitised it all and off it went and God took it. From there he took it. Oh, that's so good. So conceptually, that album's called Tapestry, but as well, I guess, in how it came together yeah. production-wise, it's kind of like a bit from here, a bit from there to like all fit into one yeah, another. That's, that is, yeah. that's so cool. Okay, the question like that I have on my mind, Janine, is if you released yeah. an album in 2017 and yeah. you're talking to us on the radio about, you know, your music career and, and the music <laughs> that you're making, are we going to yeah. see future releases? Like, what's the go? <laughs> What's the go? Well, um, I have just finished a very hectic year of uni, so mm. um, I'd love to just do music. If that was all I did ever, that would just make me the happiest person in the world. But alas, um, one must pay the bills. So I've yeah. been studying my brains off and I'm about to finish a Bachelor of Dental Surgery. Ah, there you go. And um, that's, this is my final year. And so last year was hectic, to be honest. It was really yuck. Um, but I find that when I'm stressed, it's kind of like a pressure cooker for my creativity. So I've been writing wow. a lot. Um, and so this year, having more time and more space, um, we're looking to do some more recording. Um, I can't give you a date because I'm really bad at doing that. And then people are like, oh, you said you were going to put it out and I haven't done it yet. <laughs> so I'm not going to. No, no, no pressure from us. But um, I'd love to say that watch this space either this year or next year. Um there is definitely a lot cooking because I've been writing really prolifically. So God is doing his thing yet again. Talking about pressure and, and, and being, you know, uh, having a lot on your, on your plate and schedule, those kind of things. Yeah, you no, did no. mention earlier that you have a fiancé. Is there there's like a I, wedding happening this year sometime? It is as well. So, 
it's not going to be crazy hectic, but it's going to be a little crazy this year too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, congratulations. That's fantastic. That's so good. Well, Janine, so oh, we are so stoked to have you on the show. We're about to play uh, a song by you. It's a live version of the song Rain off your Tapestry album. Could you just yeah. like, before we get into it, could you just give us like a little description of what that track is like and what it means to you? You have about 50 seconds. Okay, go, go. Um, this song to me is, I guess it's a song of yearning. Mm. Um, it came from a place where I was wanting to connect deeper, more deeply with God, and um, I was looking for that intimacy. And that picture of rain came to me um, and praying for the rain and asking for it. And um, the Bible talks of the Holy Spirit um, falling as rain as well. And so it made me start to write these words, dry like desert, parched like plains, drought has crippled, I need rain. Um, and I think we all kind of enter that spot sometimes where we're just like, God, you're so far away. Um, and I felt like in writing this, it allowed me to convey my desire to connect with God, mm. to him. And, um, yeah, it really led me to a space of surrender and allowed me to to grow in my relationship with him. Wow, that is yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is yeah. so good, Janine. Well, we're going to play that track now. Thank you so much for chatting with us. And no uh, yeah, have an awesome day. This is uh, Janine Aura with Rain. this 
guys, Gillen here. I'm from your Seventh-day Adventist Church in Warrigal. We just want to invite you and your family to worship Jesus Christ with us on Saturdays. We have a kids program and an adult Bible study starting at 10 a.m. Then the service is at 11.30. For more information, Google Seventh-day Adventist Church in Warrigal. Are you looking for a way to turn your life experience into an enriching gift for helping those around you? A counselling degree at Avondale College of Higher Education could provide you a great foundation to assist others through life's difficulties. Study in a personalised environment alongside a fantastic support network and community on our Lake Macquarie campus. Apply to study counselling today at counselling.avondale.edu.au. It's higher education designed for life. You're listening to Faith FM. Positively different radio.
Pray.